0: But right now I just act like it's a done deal. And that calms my nervous system down, right? It's it's telling myself it's a done deal. Now I know, I already know there's some of you listening, like, well, how do you know it's a done deal if it's not a done deal? I don't know it's a done deal, but if I entertain the thought that it's not a done deal, then again, I'm just going to try to prove to myself that it's not a done deal and seek out all these reasons why it's going to go wrong, and then it's going to go wrong. Because you know what happens if I complain? My mind, this is actually like scientific, it has something called the reticular activating system that will seek out evidence to prove myself right, whether that's the outcome I want or not. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to In My Non-Expert Opinion. I'm your host, Chelsea Reif, and this podcast covers lifestyle, travel, mindset, manifestation, and entrepreneurship. Today, I'm going to be talking all about manifestation. I'm doing a short and sweet solo about the five ways that I manifest in my own messy way. Now, before I get to that, I wanted to talk about a few different ways to work with me right now, because if you've seen my Instagram, I'm always changing my offers, and I feel like that's really a reflection of me. I don't like to do the same thing. I like to wear a lot of different hats. And so I wanted to talk about a few things that I'm working on right now. The first one is very fitting. It's my new program called Spirituality for Messy People. So I'm going to get into this whole concept of what messy is. It really is people that identify as type B. So maybe you don't have a color-coded calendar you probably don't have a 12-step morning routine. You don't really identify with type A or having a project management software in your business or you maybe write things really messily all over in 20 different notebooks. Like that's how I operate and I feel like I'm type B in that sense and I still manifest all my wildest dreams and I'm very spiritual. And I want to show you that you don't need to have a strict timeline or rigid routine or framework in order to manifest and be spiritual. So that's what spirituality for messy people is all about. That program is happening on May 20th and the cost is 444. Of course, it's an angel number and my favorite one. And the elevated member option is 999. Elevated members get unlimited Voxer access to me throughout the whole program. It's like a walkie talkie app. So basically think of me in your back pocket that you can ask questions to on speed dial questions, coaching, celebrations, whatever you want. That is what's going down in the elevated member option. Now, if you want to work in a group setting for podcasting, mic drop is my podcast course that's coming out in June. I actually pushed that back because I wanted to really focus on the spirituality and manifestation piece. I feel like it was just speaking louder to me, but mic drop is still happening. It's just going down in June. And then if you want to work together one-on-one, I have one spot open for podcast mentorship. So this, is where we will talk about your strategy, launch support, recording and editing, the art of interviewing and storytelling. We will go through all of that in podcast mentorship. So that's a private way to work with me or clarity intensive calls. So these are just 90-minute calls one off. If you feel like you really are struggling with something and you just don't know what next step to take or how to make an action plan, these are really good to get the wheels in motion. Now, I do recommend working with me for longer term packages because then you get the support and accountability between calls. But I do, again, offer those one-off calls for when you need just a quick boost of support or guidance. So that's all going down on ChelseaRife.com. You can always visit my Instagram at ChelseaRife and I keep all these links updated. You can find them in my bio or just DM me if you have any questions and you want to chat more. All right, so let's dive into it. Let's get into the five ways that I manifest in my own messy way. Number one is that I visualize in my head and I actually picture what the day or manifestation would look like that I want to come through. Now, for the sake of this podcast, I'm going to use my German visa as an example. So let's say with the visa as the example, I am trying to manifest that. I am visualizing a bunch of different things the paperwork that's coming in, the celebration that's going to happen, being at the visa office and doing the interview, having a conversation with the visa agent, the grant letter, calling my family to celebrate, taking a picture and sharing it on my Instagram stories and relaxing. So if you have never gone through a process like submitting a visa, like I have, right? This is my first time actually doing this. I might not know what some of this looks like. So I need to create certainty with visuals. This is why vision boards are really powerful because you're feeding your mind an image of certainty. So it eliminates that panic and anxiety feeling. Anxiety and panic usually comes from a feeling of uncertainty, right? Right what if this happens? What if this goes this way? And what if, and we go into that, what if train to get off the, what if train, you have to feed your mind certainty. And the way I do that is through visuals, through audio, through journaling, a bunch of different ways to do this. But to me, visuals are easy to comprehend because I can literally see it in my mind's eye and in the, in the image of what's going down to create that certainty in my mind. So again, let's say I've never been to the visa office, I would look it up. I would Google the visa office that's in my town. I would ask people in Facebook groups, what is the process to getting a visa? What do they ask you in the interview? Does anyone have a picture of what the grant letter looks like? So that way I'm feeding my mind images of this whole entire experience and process. I also could create these images, right, like on Canva or Adobe or anything where you can create graphic design. I could write myself a letter like congratulations on receiving your freelance visa. I have no idea if that's what it even says, right, (laughs) but I know that I could create that feeling of what it's like to receive a granted visa letter. And so I could write that to myself you could also call that a form of scripting where you're writing it as if it already happened so I could write down a journal entry like I'm so grateful for the visa that's come in, I'm feeling amazing I'm so happy I can stay in Germany but the point is that I'm visualizing it in my head and I am picturing not just the specific visa but like the whole day, the interview again, like what I'm wearing to the office what it's going to be like walking through those doors when I leave, does the visa come in the mail or email or do they call me, like I'm figuring out all All those little details. And then I'm visualizing it over and over again in my head. The second way I manifest in my own messy way is I feel into the feeling which you're like, duh, that's what feeling is. But for me, the feeling of manifestation with the visa would be relief, safety, and certainty. So once I get this visa, it's not just like, woo, I got the visa. It's like, well, what is it providing me? It's providing me relief. I don't have to worry anymore about going home. It's providing me safety, right? I know I have the safety to stay here and not get in legal trouble. It provides me certainty that I don't have to be on the fence about, oh my gosh, do I have to book a flight home or not? So the feeling is relief, safety, Uncertainty. And, and so when I say feel into the feeling, I like to think of times in my life where I felt that. When did I feel relief, safety, and certainty? Well, I've had an experience before where I actually did apply for a visa in Australia. And I remember that exact moment when I got the letter from the office, when I looked through the visa that it said granted approval and what it felt like to know I had a full year in Australia. So I'm trying to recreate that feeling in my body to show my body to believe my mind. When your body and your mind match up, it is incredible the manifestations that will come through. So if your body isn't believing you and the way you can decipher this is the signals it gives, like, are you feeling really anxious? Do you feel like throwing up? Do you feel like sweaty and palm, palm sweating and, you know, just really, really anxious and nervous? That's your body trying to signal something to you. On the flip side, chills, goosebumps, a, a feeling, an inner knowing, a vision, those are all signals from your body as well. So really try to get in tune with your body through meditation, movement, walking, anything so you can start to understand the cues that it sends you because then when you start feeling what the manifestation feels like, it will be so much easier for it to come through. The third thing I do is I don't entertain other options at all. So I don't go down the what if train do I consider other options? Yes, but that's it. I consider them. So I don't even entertain the thought of like, what if it doesn't happen? What if I have to fly back home? What if I have to go for home for three months? What if this is because that is going to send me into a tailspin. I know that I've been down that road before I did that most of my twenties. I don't need to tailspin every single story in my life into a negative one. So I consider the options, right? The options that will happen if I don't get my visa are I will have to go home for three months and then I can come right back. I can go to another country in Europe that's not in the Schengen zone. Germany is in the Schengen zone, so I'm on a tourist visa, so I would just have to go outside of the Schengen zone. I could go to another country. I could go to Bali. I could go to Australia for the three months until my tourist visa resets and come back. And you don't just get denied and get kicked out and have to figure it out that day because that's what we jump to, right? As humans, we always think like the worst possible thing is going to happen. Like I'm going to get denied. And then the next day they're going to kick me out of the country. That's not what happens. They actually give you 30 days to reapply. And then if you don't get it, you can actually appeal it. And while it's appealing, you can still stay in the country. Also while it's being submitted, I can still stay in the country. So this is why I don't entertain other options of like, oh, what if I have to go home? What if this and that happens? Like, what if it? Like, it just isn't part of the conversation, because I know the other options, A, aren't that bad. And B, if I focus on them, then I'm putting way more energy into that than I am into the positive. I just heard this quote on the Unfuck Your Brain podcast by Carl Lowenthal, which was so incredible. And it was like, why are you spending time defending your limitations instead of your potential? And that like froze me in my tracks because I was like, holy shit, That's so true. We sit here all day and defend all the excuses and reasons why we can't do something, why we shouldn't, why it's going to go wrong for us, why it won't work for us, how it works for everybody else, but not us. But we never ever consider defending the potential of what if this does work out? What if this actually goes really well for me? What if everything goes my way? And ever since that specific podcast, I've thought about that pretty much every day since of like, I'm not going to spend time defending all the reasons why this won't happen. I'm going to focus on the reasons it will, and I'm going to put my focus there. And again, all the ways that I'm doing that is visualizing, feeling, scripting, journaling, like holding that vision in my mind's eye. That's where my energy is going. The fourth way is I start acting like it's already happened and on the way. So for example, right now, I am still in the process of doing the paperwork for it, but we're going to apply soon. But my mind and my feeling, I'm acting as if it's already in the visa office being submitted and approved by the visa agents. And I know if you're analytical or logical or rational, you're like, that doesn't make sense. Like you're doing the paperwork. How can you think that it's being approved if you know it hasn't even been submitted? The reason I do this is for a few different reasons, actually. Because one, I have to train my mind and body to act like it's already happened so that I don't freak out. When we freak out, it's because we don't know what's going to happen. So if I can train my mind and body to act like it's already done, it's already on the way, it's already happening, I will not go into that freak out tailspin. And I like to use a very specific example. Consider Amazon Prime. When you order something on Amazon Prime, It's like, guess what? This is going to be delivered between April 30th and May 2nd. You have no idea the exact day, but you know between those two dates, it's coming. It doesn't say that Joe or Sally is going to deliver it in a yellow shirt or a red shirt at 5.55 p.m. on this day. You just know I put an order in and it's coming somehow between the next two days and it's going to come to my door. That's all I need to know. You trust that you put your order to Amazon and it's on the way. That is the same way I consider the universe to work. I put my order in that my visa is getting approved and it's on the way. Do I have all the details of who's approving it? How many days it's going to take to approve it? Why they're approving it? How they're approving it? No, I don't need to focus on that. I just need to trust that it's on the way and a done deal. If you all follow Mike Dooley, he's amazing. He's the guy that writes notes from the universe emails, which are incredible. I highly suggest you sign up for them. He talks about how when you focus on the details, that's like the Bermuda triangle of manifestation. And I love that because it's so true. When you get caught up in like the who, what, where, when, how, why, and all these little baby details, you're completely limiting yourself to opportunities that, that you could be missing. So think about anything in your life that's worked out for you. You probably didn't have every single little detail figured out, but you had enough to work with to know that it was coming and you trusted that it was happening. And that's how I consider all manifestations to work. You know that there's an outcome and I focus on the outcome and the feeling and what it would be like, not the who, what, where, when, why, what day, what time, who's doing it. No, 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 no. Cause that doesn't matter when you do that, you actually put blinders on, right? Like a horse in a race. I feel like when you focus on all the details, you're, you're essentially telling the universe it's my way or the highway. So I'm going to repeat that. Whenever you focus on all the small details and try to control the outcome, you are signaling, like, I know best it's my way or the highway. It has to go this way or it's wrong. And then you are completely limiting yourself to other ways and opportunities that that manifestation could come through. So think of it that way. Like whenever I focus on the details, I'm trying to control it and show the universe that it's my way or the highway, which just isn't true. The universe always has your highest good in mind and you have to be open to other opportunities. Think of all those like synchronicities in your life that happen that you're like, that's so random how that happened or like that just happened out of nowhere. It happened so quick. That's like the universe winking at you like, don't worry, I got it. It's in the mail. It's on the way. It's in the bag. That's how I act like it's already happened. And the last thing I do is I hold on to the vision. So if I talk about it out loud, I focus on the outcome of what I want versus what I don't want. So here's an example. If someone said, Chelsea, how's the visa process going? I would just say, it's in the works, can't wait to get it, like hopefully soon. What I'm not gonna do is complain and go down the rabbit hole of, oh my God, it's so hard and Germany's so strict and it's just so hard to get a visa and like no one gets visas and everybody said it's a really hard process. Because you know what happens if I complain? My mind, this is actually like scientific, it has something called the reticular activating system that will seek out evidence to prove myself right, whether that's the outcome I want or not. So I know we're getting a little geeky for a second, but I really like to back this up so you understand why. If I spend time complaining and say, Germany is so strict and it's so hard to get a visa, that's the story my mind wants to hold on to. So now subconsciously, I'm gonna start seeking out pieces of information to make that thought right. So now I might end up in a Facebook group where all these people complain how they haven't gotten their visa, or I might end up talking to someone that say, oh, I applied for a visa and I didn't get it. Or I read the news that visas are no longer being granted or something, right? Like my mind is seeking out that information. So I am hyper cognizant of how I talk about it and how I hold on to the vision by not complaining. So that's why I say, if people ask, I say it's in the works, you know, it's on the way, And people will have all their opinions, right? People are just going to go off of what they've heard or read. Oh, I heard it's so strict there. Like, can you really get it during the pandemic? How are you even there? It's coronavirus, blah, blah, blah. This is when you have to have such a strong faith in your vision. And this is why I give attention to it daily. Now, when I say attention daily, I'm not saying I'm like every single day for hours on end, just picturing this German visa. But what I am doing is acting like it's in the mail, right? Like imagine when you get a, a check in the mail or like your tax refund. You don't know what day it's coming. You just know it's coming. That's literally the exact feeling I have. And so some things I can do to put attention on it are meditation, scripting, visualizing, journaling. And I change these tools out and I feel into what I need. But right now I just act like it's a done deal. And that calms my nervous system down, right? It's, It's telling myself it's a done deal. Now, I know, I already know, there's some of you listening like, well, how do you know it's a done deal if it's not a done deal? I don't know it's a done deal. But if I entertain the thought that it's not a done deal, then again, I'm just going to try to prove to myself that it's not a done deal and seek out all these reasons why it's going to go wrong, and then it's going to go wrong. This is often why when you have a bad day, you continue to have bad things happen throughout the day because your brain wants to prove to you that you're having a bad day. Like you spill coffee in the car and then you're late to work and then you're late to a meeting and then your boss gets mad at you. And then you get in a fight with a coworker. It's like, I've heard these stories over and over again. And we hear all these phrases, right? Like bad things come in threes. When it rains, it pours. My family just has a curse. None of those things are true. It's just that your mind loves to be right, so feed it information that you want it to to do. It's actually really cool how your mind works. It's like if you tell it what you want, it's like a genie in a bottle. Like grant it the three wishes and give it a very specific purpose, feeling, a name, a thought, anything, and your mind will get to work to prove it to you. So you could do this, you could Do all these steps with pretty much anything in your life, a relationship, a new job or promotion. And I wanted to actually use my relationship with Nick as a quick example and run through them. So the first one I said, how I visualize. So when I started talking to Nick, I started visualizing what it would be like to be with him on a daily basis. And we actually had practice because we had two weeks together in Byron Bay living in a hostel together. So I actually got to see like what it would be like to cook with him and spend the night with him and go to the beach with him and spend every day with him because we did that for two weeks. So again, I'm creating certainty by visualizing. The second one was feeling into the feelings of it. So what do I want to feel with Nick? This is a really big one in relationships, right? I'm not looking at, oh, is Nick tall? What's his job? What's his income? What car does he drive? Where does he live? No, no, no. I focus on the feelings that I want to have with Nick and what I want out of the relationship in a whole. And that was joy, content, and happiness. And so I try to look back in my life. When did I feel joy, content, and happiness? And I try to visualize those feelings and meditate on it. Now, if you're like, well, how do you find that feeling? There's always ways to do this with like scent, with songs, with looking back at photos, right? That's why I like to take photos of good memories because then I can look back and be like, wow, I remember I was so happy in that photo. So when I want to recreate happiness, I can just look at that photo. The third one was don't entertain other options. So when I was talking to Nick and we were trying to figure things out, I considered the other options, right? I considered that I could stay in Australia and I could keep traveling and I could meet other people. I didn't want to do that because I knew I would feel sad and I knew my heart wanted to be with Nick. The other option was I could try out Germany and come back home. I could try Germany and move to another country in Europe. I could try Germany and move to Bali, right? The point is like, You always, there's this like kind of muscle memory, like you'll always go back to what you know. So, my whole thought process was like, let me try it out. If it doesn't work out, I'll just go back to what I know. And I'm only going to entertain it working out. I'm only visualizing me being in Germany and me and Nick working out. And here we are almost a year later in Germany and things are working out. The fourth one was acting like it's already happened. So, when Nick left, we kept talking almost as if he didn't leave. Like we were FaceTiming, texting, just like, how's your day? What's up? What's going on? Haha, ha, look at this. And then we started making plans for the holidays. And that really sped up our timeline because obviously just like we were talking, it was just crazy. Like we were talking as if we had known each other forever because we had spent so much time together in Byron, but COVID sped up our timeline. And so we're like, okay, well, let's just maybe meet before the holidays And again, I considered other options, like I could go back to Australia, go to another country, etc. But I just knew if I didn't try, I would always be sad and always wonder what would happen. So when I started acting like it's already happened, I started being like, we already were acting like boyfriend, girlfriend, and Byron, we're just changing scenery. Now we're just in Germany speaking a different language and eating different food, but we're going to be the same people we were. And again, if it didn't work out, then I have the options to do different things. And then the fifth one was holding on to the vision. I visualized what it would be like in an apartment with him, walking around Germany, traveling. And I actually journaled about this. The other thing was we kept talking, right? So we were FaceTiming and texting all the time. So it's, I didn't really have these thoughts of like, what does he think? Does he think I'm crazy? Does this going to happen? What if it doesn't work out? Because he was very much on the same page. He was like, yeah, of course, like come to Germany. Let's figure this out. This is going to be so fun. And we talked about it so much that it created certainty. So if I could give you like any top tip from this whole entire podcast, it's to create certainty in a way that works for you. For me, I love to create certainty with visuals because if I can see it, I can believe it. So if I can see something, my mind starts to trust myself and then my body starts to believe it and then I start to calm down and that my nervous system calms down and then I don't freak out. So those are the five ways that I manifest in my own messy way. And I'm curious to know if you thought it was helpful. If so, definitely share it in your Instagram story, tag me in your favorite part and know that this is exactly what we're talking about in spirituality for messy people. It really is going to be like a clear pathway to manifest for when you feel lazy, when you feel like you're a tight beer really just no BS spiritual practices, and especially for people with no time. This is not gonna be like spending five hours on a Sunday doing a self-care Sunday session or waking up at six in the morning to do a 25-hour routine. Like, no, 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 that's not happening. So if you're curious about spirituality for messy people, you can head to the link in my bio on Instagram at Chelsea You can always message me and we can have a conversation about it. And we kick off on May 20th. So just a few weeks away and there are payment plans for both the regular option and the elevated number option. So again, just shoot me a message if you want to know more ahead to the link in my bio. Also, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And if you leave a review, take a screenshot and send it to me either on Instagram or at info at and you will receive a guided meditation, a free guided meditation. I love doing these. If you're curious about my guided meditations, I actually just did one on IGTV from this past Monday for Mental Health Awareness Month. And I'm going to be doing them every Monday at 9am EST for the rest of the month. And if you guys are loving them, I'll probably keep doing them and I already feel like I want to keep doing them because I really love guiding you all through them. But if you want that for yourself, go ahead and leave a review and I will send it to you for free. And don't forget, follow me at Chelsea Wright for at non-expert opinion pod. And with that, I will see you next week.